Welcome to EM Guidewire, your guide to emergency medicine, brought to you by the residents and faculty from Carolina's Medical Center in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's time for Sports Medicine. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, whenever you're listening to this podcast. This is Jeremy Driscoll here from Charlotte, North Carolina at CMC, coming with you with another sports medicine topic. Today, we're going to be talking about sudden cardiac death in athletes. Now, sudden cardiac death is the most frequent medical cause of sudden death in athletes. And a recent estimate I took a look at showing sudden cardiac death incidents range from anywhere from 1 in 40,000 to 1 in 80,000 athletes per year. Now, if you remember... Uh, some famous basketball players like Jason Collier, who died from sudden cardiac death at the age of 28. And more recently, the Syracuse Orange star Fab Mello, who died at the age of 26 from sudden cardiac death. And if you have any WWF wrestling fans out there, Eddie Guerrero also died from sudden cardiac death. But it's a really big problem, especially in these young, otherwise healthy athletes, especially the trouble trying to diagnose this. And this has even led to organizational changes in professional sports, specifically the NHL. All these situations really have led the NHL to keep a close eye on its medical standards in every arena. Now they include having a defibrillator on every home team's bench, a medical room that can serve as a triage area for both teams, and that each team has at least two doctors at every home game and one who has have to have completed a hockey-specific trauma management program. So, Now, here we go to what is an athlete. I'm not talking about your intramural stars at your local university or the YMCA. Uh, basically, the definition I could find online, quoting, one who participates in an organized team or in individual sports that requires competition against others as a central component. It places a high premium on excellence and achievement and requires some form of systematic and usually intense training. So we're really going to be focusing on more of the higher level high school, collegiate, as well as professional athletes here when we're talking about this topic. Now, when you estimate the incidence of sudden cardiac death, the reason why the range of incidents is out there is difficulty quantifying or defining who is at risk. So I did find a couple definitions of what classifies sudden cardiac death, and this is usually death that occurs with exertion or shortly after exertion, that being less than one hour. Now, there is another definition of sudden cardiac death for athletes, and that can occur with exertion or outside of exertion, and also episodes of resuscitated sudden cardiac death can be defined under this definition. Now, these inconsistencies in the definition are what help account for the wide range of estimate incidences. Now, overall, most recent estimates state that about one to 50,000 athletes per year suffer from sudden cardiac death. It's more common in black males as well as basketball being 10 times more common having sudden cardiac death than other athletes compared to other sports. Now, the mechanism specifically for basketball players, and when I say basketball players, I mean Division I collegiate basketball players or professional basketball players, is pretty unclear. The thought is possibly that a lot of these taller individuals may have Marfan syndrome that have been undiagnosed that leads to a resulting aortic dissection, most commonly occurring in male basketball players, but this is really just a small fraction of deaths in this population. So I want to divide this into two age groups. We'll talk about athletes less than 35 and then athletes later than 35, but I'm going to be really focusing on the younger athletes here. So in athletes younger than 35, inherited cardiac conditions really predominate. This is your typical hypertrophic cardiomyopathy or things like anomalous origins of a coronary artery 
those being the two most common here in the United States. Now, athletes greater than 35, I would think more of the line of chronic cardiac disease, and most typically it's usually due to acquired atherosclerotic lesions of their coronary arteries. Now, how I would divide these two groups even further would be to separate it from a structurally normal heart and then a structurally abnormal heart. So hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, ARVC, dilated cardiomyopathy, or other congenital conditions would go under the structurally abnormal heart. Now, sudden cardiac death in someone with a normal structural heart could be something like congenital long QT syndrome, catecholaminergic polymorphic VTAC, Wolf-Parkinson-White, or other accessory pathways, Brugada syndrome, or other channelopathies. Now, there are forms of acquired sudden cardiac death in a structurally normal heart. This may be something like commotio cordis. This is the typical classic baseball to the chest or some sort of high-impact object to the chest that hits your R on T at just the right time. There may also be things like acquired long QT syndromes if you have athletes that are on certain medications, but otherwise acquired in a structurally abnormal heart may be something like atherosclerotic disease, Kawasaki's disease, or myocarditis. Now, many of these diagnoses aren't clinically apparent until the first symptom occurs, and this first symptom is typically sudden death. About 30% of athletes with sudden cardiac death have been reported to have some chest pain, shortness of breath, or decline in their athletic performance, palpitations, near syncope, or even syncope leading up to the event. Now, in the young athlete, the most common cause in the United States is hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, or HOCAM. It is a genetic condition characterized by LVH as well as cardiac myocyte disarray. This predisposes your heart to ventricular arrhythmia, specifically VTAC or VFib. The prevalence is about 1 in 200 individuals. And the first presenting symptom, like I said before, could just be sudden cardiac death. Now, congenital anomalous coronary arteries is the second most common cause in the United States. And this consists of a variety of abnormalities of the coronary origin and proximal course. The remaining causes of sudden cardiac deaths in young athletes include other inherited and acquired myocardial diseases, as I already talked about. Recently, data from NCAA athletes suggests that the most common cause of sudden cardiac death, though, may need some reevaluation because autopsies that have been done recently for sudden cardiac death actually identified hearts to be more often structurally normal compared to what was previously thought. So arrhythmias or other electrical disorders like channelopathies may actually be the most common etiology. Now, regarding other countries, reports from other countries like Italy or Denmark found that the most common cause of sudden cardiac death in their young athletes is actually arrhythmogenic right ventricular cardiomyopathy, the artist formerly known as ARVD. ARVC, now, is a genetic cardiomyopathy that is typically identified under pathology by fibrofatty infiltration and dilation of the right ventricle. Risk of ventricular arrhythmias do increase with exercise, and exercise training itself may accelerate the phenotypic expression of ARVC. So even though it's not as common in the United States, it is still something uh, important to consider here. So why ARVC is not that common in the United States, it still remains an important diagnosis to consider when dealing with sudden cardiac events in athletes. Now, sudden cardiac death prevention. We're going to focus on athlete screening and evaluation. Now, I'm going to give you this the disclaimer. This is incredibly controversial, and a lot of different studies are occurring right now about what's the best algorithm to follow, and it's really just a case-by-case basis with some general recommendations, what we'll talk about. I should let you know, based on the American Heart Association and American College of Cardiology, they recommend that screening limited to really a targeted medical history and physical exam and to go based off this. Now, remember, with any screening test, the characteristics of the population to which it is applies is affected. So as I was 
talking about before, the incidence and causes of started cardiac death vary widely depending on the age, gender, race, ethnicity, and sport of the athlete group. Therefore, it is unlikely that any single screening program is going to be effective across all groups. So issues such as resource utilization and cost effectiveness may also need to be considered. So based on the American Heart Association as well as American College of Cardiology recommendations, starting off with your medical history and physical examination, it's really important to ask questions like, are you having chest discomfort, any shortness of breath? Have you had episodes of syncope or near syncope or decline in your athletic performance? It's also really important to get a good family history, specifically asking about sudden death, premature cardiovascular disease, or other conditions relevant to sports restriction, as well as doing a very focused cardiovascular exam. After this, you can consider doing a 12-lead EKG as well as referral for an echocardiography. Now, any sort of abnormality on this is going to require referral to an expert cardiologist, specifically one who specializes in dealing with athletes in sudden cardiac death. If there are no abnormalities seen on the echo or EKG, but your suspicion is still high, you can consider other testing, which I would recommend on an individual basis, whether that being cardiac MRI, exercise stress tests, ambulatory rhythm monitoring, or genetic testing. In contrast to the American recommendations, the European Society of Cardiology, as well as the International Olympic Committee, advocate for screening that also includes a resting 12-lead EKG. So not just your history and physical exam, as the AHA remembers, but also including a 12-lead EKG. But there is considerable debate regarding this, and I won't really go into too much more, but it is another tool that you can be used for possible screening. I will wanted to talk about just a study regarding expenses and relative screening programs for athletes. So as an example of kind of the resources needed, I want to talk about what happened in 2007. Around that time, the Texas legislator appropriated about $1 million for a pilot study to do athlete screening. This study employed a combination of questionnaires, examinations, and ECGs for about 2,500 student athletes that was also followed by ECHOs for about 2,000 of them, including any students with abnormal findings in the first ECG. So with the questionnaire alone, this flagged about 35% of students as being potentially at risk, but there were many false positive results with the actual disease being confirmed to less than 2%. Additionally, a substantial number of screened positive students declined repeated recommendations for follow-up evaluations. So it should be stressed based on this pilot program that this was only a single pilot program, but it was indicative of the problems associated with large-scale screening. The last thing I wanted to talk about was the anatomic and physiologic changes that can happen with some of these anatomic cardiomyopathies. So sports specifically with significant isometric exercises may induce more left-sided ventricular hypertrophy to the same range of which we may see on an echo as mild hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. And this is also referred to as gray zone hypertrophy. Now, a small but significant proportion of endurance athletes will have a dilated left ventricle with normal LV functions, which overlaps with findings of a dilated cardiomyopathy. So as I said, these physiologic changes to the left ventricle may also be accompanied by RV dilation and reduced systolic function, which could raise the concern of ARVC in the appropriate context. So I will say overall, the prevalence of any single associated condition is pretty low, probably less than 0.3% of the population in the athletes groups I discussed about. But the single most important predicting factor, I will say, is syncope or near syncope during exercise. If you hear that from a patient, that should really trigger you to do more of a thorough evaluation in a young athlete who's otherwise healthy. So overall, I wanted to summarize kind of everything we talked about since this was a little lengthier, but Although it's rare, sudden cardiac death in athletes is a traumatic event that has a large impact on society. Now, the incidence of sudden cardiac death varies wildly depending on the athlete population. 
In older athletes, sudden cardiac death is typically due to coronary artery disease and complications from this. In younger athletes, more often due to congenital or genetically mediated cardiovascular disease such as hokum, coronary artery anomalies, or other cardiomyopathies or primary arrhythmogenic disorders. All pre-participation screening programs aimed at identifying athletes at high risk of sudden cardiac death should always begin with a focused history and physical exam, including a detailed family history as well. The addition of a 12-lead EKG and or additional cardiac testing is still ongoing debate. And finally, it is highly unlikely that any one screening program will be effective at appropriately identifying all athletes at risk of sudden cardiac death. Thank you for listening to another episode of Sports Medicine Quarter. I am Jeremy Driscoll. See you next time. Thanks for listening to EM Guidewire. Go, be awesome today. Seems the out.